Good morning. So today is Daf Kufchaf Aleph number 121, the end of Mesachis Psachim. Yesterday was Daf Kufchaf, and we're going to do the review of yesterday's Daf, and also do the review of today's Daf, because we uh, learned it at the CM last night, and, uh, and that's the plan. Okay, so let's get started um, where we um, left off. So we started with... Um, Marzutra Masni Hachi, which is towards the top of the page on the Kufchaf. Marzutra learns like this. The Rav Yosef um, uh, says that Rav Yudah says in the name of Shmuel that you are Maftir Achar Matzafikoman. A very different way of learning that when you have Matzah for the Afikoman, like Till like in the time after the destruction of the base of Megdish, when we were not when we are not able to bring the Korm Pesach, so you are maftir um, after the matzah fikoma. So uh, meaning you can have some other foods afterwards. So uh, very the opposite version. And the Gemara says, well, maybe we have actually support because if you look at it, our Mishnah, our Mishnah specifically states a maftir and achar ha-pesach isn't that a diuk? That it's only after the Korban Pesach itself that you're not allowed to have any other dessert. But after the matzah, afikoman, you may. So the Gemara says that that is not a conclusive raya to this opinion. Because it's possible that the reason when, it, when the Mishnah said, Ein maftir achar Pesach afikoman, is a kal That if that's true, even by the Korban Pesach, surely by the matzah, which has a weaker taste than a Korm Pesach. Uh, speaking of uh, strong taste, last night, whatever it is, still have the taste in my mouth from uh, last night. It takes a long time for that taste to go away. Smoked, uh, whatever it is. Ribs. Smoked ribs, right. It doesn't go away. So that's what, and you, then when you think about it, yes, that's, she could only eat half of it. Right, then it would be mamish what Korpesach is. But the point being is, you really understand what it means that the taste lingers. That's what the daf is saying. The taste lingers and doesn't go away easily. Even after the chocolate lava dessert. Okay. So there you go. So therefore it's maybe, uh, maybe all the more so that you're not allowed to have matzah where it's a, not a much of a taste, not as strong of a taste. Um, and therefore, kamash uh, malan... Um, that even Pesach you do. Okay, so it doesn't prove anything. Then we brought another raya talking about various types of uh, fried um, fried matzah and stuff like that that are sweet and you can fill your belly with it but it lost its tam matzah um, but you still have to have your kazais of matzah at the end. Doesn't that teach you that you have to still have matzah less because that's your key mitzvah is with the matzah. Um, of the, you know, as, uh, so you see that you can't have the matzah first. So the Gemara says, no, there too you could argue and say that when it says you have to have your matzah last, that's even if you're having matzah last, it's still going to work even though you're quite full after, the, after such a filling dessert. But if it's the other way around, it's even better because then you're eating the matzah the te'avon. So it doesn't really prove against the... Um, 
uh, uh, prove to that other direction, and we leave it as, yes, there are two versions. Of course, in Psaq Halacha, we um, actually do uh, not eat anything after the Afikoman, and that's the custom. Okay. Next, we saw, as Rabbi says, that matzah nowadays is the Raisa. Maror is the Rabbanan. Question is, why is Maror only, why is Maror nowadays only the Rabbanan? Um, because it, the Pasuk says, meaning it's accompaniment for the Korm Pesach. When there is the Korm Pesach, then there's a Chi of Maror. When there is no Korm Pesach, then there's no Chi of Maror. Minatora. We only have it nowadays as a Chi of Durabanan, as a rabbinic law. That's the logic. So if that's true, so then how do we distinguish Matzah from Maror? The same Pasuk that told us that Maror needs to be only together with the Korm Pesach, also stated by um, says, so therefore maybe nowadays matzah also should only be midrabanan. So the Gemara says that by matzah, it's, the Pasuk returns to matzah to tell you a, that it, there is a standalone chiv of matzah as it states, be'erev toklu matzos. That is Rava's version of the, of the halacha. Comes along Rav Acher Yaakov and he says that actually both matzah and maror is only midrabanan. So the question is, what does Rav Achabar Yaakov do with the pasuk of be'er of tochel matzos? He used that for somebody who's tummy, somebody who's traveling, who is far away from the base of Megdash. You might think that such a person does not eat matzah and maror. He must eat matzah and maror. But nowadays, there is no chiyah of matzah and maror because there's not even an option of Korm Pesach. The person who's distant, he happens not to be bringing Korm Pesach because he's too far, he's stomach, whatever it is, he can't. But he, there is a Korm Pesach possibility at least. Here, there's no possibility. That's not, there's no Pesach for that. Okay, but they, in that case, he's chayiv in matzah and maror. So the Gemara says... Rava, why does Rava not learn like a Ravach Be'akov? Because Rava will tell you, isn't that this, you don't need a Pasuk for somebody who's Tamei and Derek Rechoka that he must eat Matzah and Mara. It's no different than an Aurel and a Benechar. An Aurel is withheld from eating Korm Pesach, as well as a Benechar, somebody who is a Mumar, somebody who's, who does Averos blatantly, um, without care. So that's a Mumar. So... Um, So if they have to eat matzah and mara, they just are, because the Pasuk says, kol orel lo yochal bo, it's a special exclusion that limiting only their ability to eat korm pesach, but matzah and mara they must eat. So the Gemara says, what is Rav Acham Bar Yaakov, why doesn't he learn it from the Pasuk of Orel and Ben Echar? He says, because you need a Pasuk for both of them. Uh, because an Orel and a Benechor, they do not, they do not even have the option of Korm Pesach Sheni. Um, a, so therefore, it makes sense that they should have to eat Matzah and Mara because this is their only opportunity in Matzah and Mara. Masha by the people who are Tameh and Derkhur Choka, they have the opportunity of bringing Pesach Sheni. So if they bring, uh, so you might think that, uh, you know, okay, we're skipping this time around. Next time, that's when I'll eat my matzah and mora. I don't have to eat it right now. So, kamash malam, that they still have to. So you need a pasuk for that. So that's a story. Now we brought down a raya, a raya from the brisa like Rava. It says in the brisa that there are six days you should eat matzah. 
And on the seventh day is the day of rest to Hashem. Just like the seventh day is Rishos, meaning it doesn't mention anything about a Chiv Tid Matzah. Um, so too, the six days are also Rishos, meaning Matzah is not an obligation. Um, and, that, uh, and the reason why is this falls into the category, one of the hermeneutical principles of Davar Shahaya Bechlal, meaning there was a general statement that says, for seven days you eat Matzah. Shivas Yomim Tocha Matzah. So that's the general statement. And then, we specifically left out the seventh day. That there's no to go and tell you that all of the days there is no chiv in matzah. It's just if you're going to eat a bread product, it has to be a matzah product. And that's the idea. So you might think that that includes even the first night. Kamash Malan, that's only in the time of the Bishamigdash um, that, uh, that you have the Korm Pesach. How about when there's no Bishamigdash, do you still have the Chiv Tid Matzah? And it says yes. It says Be'er of Tochla Matzos. The Pasuk establishes it as a standalone obligation, irrespective of the Korm Pesach. And again, a, clearly a Brisa supporting Rav's position which of course is how we are accustomed to following Rava's position. We generally, we do believe, that's why we have to eat so much matzah on Pesach, because it's a, it's a daraisa, so uh, the shiurim get larger when you are fulfilling, um, in other words, if you paid attention, you would notice that you're eating more matzah than you are eating moror, and that's because of that very reason. It's a, didn't, we treat it as a, as a daraisa, so therefore you have to fulfill the shior in the more chamor way, as opposed to when it's only a mitzvah darbanan, you can be more lenient on the shior. So that's the, that's the actual halacha. Okay. It's pract- it's not, in other words, being daraisa darbanan is not only a theoretical thing, there's a practical difference in how we behave, whether we consider daraisa darbanan. Okay. So we saw in the Mishnah, the next Mishnah, that if part of the group uh, slept, um, then um, they still uh, can eat. Uh, that does not withhold them from eating the uh, the afikoman, the matzah afikoman, because some, some of the people stayed up. Um, if all of them slept, so then they can I cannot be eaten. Then we saw Rav Yosef's opinion, who disagreed. He said that if they if they if they dozed off, only a slight, not a full full-fledged sleep, so then it can still be eaten. If they fell asleep in a deep sleep, then they cannot eat the, the, the anything anymore. Um, and that's Shitas Rav Yossi, okay? So it depends on what type of sleep, according to him. Then we saw in the Sefer of the Mishnah that the Korm Pesach is after midnight, is metami uh, It's a, it makes your hands tame. No different than pigol and osar that are also metami Makes your hands tame, and we'll explain why in no in, in the gemara also. So first things first, the gemara's explanation of what misnamne means, um, the, as, and and uh, Rav Ashi explains it's it's nim below nim and tier below tier, which means he's sleeping. But he's 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 not fully sleeping. He's awake, but he's not fully awake. So if you call his name, his his awareness enough to answer yes yes dear. Okay, uh, give me an example. Okay. Yes dear. Yes dear. 
but you cannot answer a, a, uh, a, a question that requires thought. So in other words, um, did, you, did you remember to lock the door? Okay. <laughs> Someone just told me this conversation. He's fast asleep, he's in his pajamas, and he says, did you remember to lock the door? Do you follow me? It's very important. Did you remember to lock the door? And, uh, yes. This is the proof <laughs> that women are a special place in the, in the toilet. Yeah, 100%. I'm not sure how it comes here, but I'm sure. Okay, anyway. So, so, if you have to start giving logics, are you sure? Then he couldn't answer, are you sure? But he could answer, yes. But he yes, can't yes. answer, are you sure? He has to go make sure, that's a different story. Then he has to get out of bed and check. Yeah. What? Yay, yeah, when that happens. But. They couldn't answer that before you get out of bed. <laughs> no, they wait. They specifically wait till you're in the tucked in and comfortable and almost sleeping. Just, right, that's when they... That's because that just happens to be when they remember. It's instinctive. It's instinctive. <laughs> I didn't know the way to That's when they remember. They didn't remember before. Okay. Now, um, but if they said, oh, or like they ask, where is the, where did you put this, you know? Um, and if they say, did you put it here? Then you can answer yes or no. But you can't. You can't, you can't say the logic on yourself, but if they remind you, and that, then you'll recognize it, then you can say yes. Which is very, um, that's a level of sleep, and that's a very exact, we've all experienced it, and that's what we're talking about. You're still allowed to eat the Korm Pesach, Baruch Hashem, okay? Mm-hmm. And the matzah. Only men and the matzah. No. Yeah, no, otherwise, no. Otherwise it would be... To be no way to understand it. Okay. All right. Abaye was sitting in front of Rabba. He saw he was dozing. So he said, are you dozing? He was like asking him this question. So he says, yes, indeed. And the Mishnah says very clearly that if it's only an Islam name, then you're still allowed to eat the matzah afterwards. But if it was a deep sleep, then you cannot. Okay. Some husbands are always only dozing. <laughs> Is it schus? Whatever. Yes, not full asleep. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, concentrating on something. Okay. Right. Exactly. There you go. So we all understand it. Okay. Next, we talked about is the pesach come pesach after chatzos is metamiyadaim. So, um, so which, what is that all about? Okay, so, so we, but first of all, it's taking sides in a major dispute. It's following the opinion that you cannot eat the, the, the matzah or the kompesach after chatzos, after midnight. And uh, it's already no sir at that point in time. And that's why it's Metami Adayim. Who's the author of this opinion? Rabbi Yosef says it's Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. And it's in the Bryce. The Bryce says, when the Pasuk says, that word is, uh, is coming to tell us something. So Rabbi Lazar ben Azari says, it's telling us, here. It also says, connection. Just like when did God go out in Egypt at midnight? So too, it's only till midnight that you have to eat the Korm Pesach. And that's the story. Says Rabbi Akiva, 
No, it says chipazon also. So that teaches us that you're actually allowed to eat the Korban Pesach all the way, all night long until the time it was to leave, which was dawn. So you have to eat it until dawn. So what does it mean, Balayla? To tell you that it's, uh, that it's not like regular kachim that have a, 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 a right, that you have a myth that you may eat it as soon as you bring it, even during the day. You always bring the korban. All korbanos are brought during the day. You cannot eat it during the day. You can only eat it at night. That's why it says balayla. Um, and Rabbi Kiva, what is the word hazdeh? To tell you a different idea. To tell you that you only have one night to eat it. You can't eat it this night and also the next night. Now, why would I think that I should be able to eat it this night and the following night? The answer is, is because it's like a shlamim. And the halacha of a regular shlamim is that you're normally, that you're allowed two days and one night in between. A 36 hours within which to eat it, theoretically. If you bring the carbon Pesach or the, any uh, carbon shlamim early in the morning, you have all day to eat it, you have all night to eat it, and you have the following day to eat it, Till the following night. So here, since the, the beginning time starts at night, so therefore you should be able to have that night, the next day, and the following night eat it. So that's why it says, that you only have one night to eat it. You don't have, um, but it's not coming to set, split the night in half. That's how Rabbi Kiva learns. So the Gemara says, what does Rabbi Lutz ben Azariah argue to that? So Rabbi Lutz ben Azariah says that, uh, I know it's not that you can't eat it for the second night, because it says that it's very clear that uh, you can't leave it over till morning. Obviously, if you can't leave it over till morning, then you're certainly not going to be able to eat it the following night. It's, it's self-evident. Rabbi Kiva says, I don't know which morning that's referring to. Maybe it's the next morning, this Second night's morning, you can't leave it over to. So the Gemara says, no, uh, Rabbi Lazar disagrees with Rabbi Kiva's possibility because he says, if it doesn't say which morning, then you're going to have to, then we means always the first morning, finished. Now, Matzah Bizmana after Chatzos is exactly the same machlokas. Rabbi Lazar ben Azari will tell you, you do not fulfill your obligation of eating the matzah after Chatzos. Um, and uh, that's the and so the Gemara says isn't that obvious since it's compared to the Pesach it's going to be exactly the same thing as Pesach the Gemara says not necessarily it, it is a Chiddush because um, once the Pesach we, we disconnected the Matzah from the Korm Pesach by saying that there's a Chiv Matzah Bizman even though we're not it's not accompanying the Korm Pesach so you might think that it's a standalone chiyuv that doesn't, that's not bound up in time frame with the Korban Pesach itself, Kamash Malan, and therefore the answer is, is that no, once the Pasuk says that there is a chiyuv matzah, even nowadays, it put it back into the same matzah mitzvah that there was in the time of the Korban Pesach, which is only, according to Rebbe Lazar, a Ben only until Chatzos. That's the story. Okay, brought us to the next thing, which is a pigol and nosar or metam yodayim. So Rav Huna Rav Chista explain why. So Rav Huna says, uh, uh, it doesn't say which one. One of them says that it's because of the, we suspect the kohanim, and the other one is because of the lazy kohanim. And uh, the one who says that it's, one of them says a kezayis, the other one says it's a, a, the size of an egg. Now, the, the, as far as the suspicious koanim or lazy koanim, that's not a machlokis. One's referring to pigol, 
because pigol is where the coin had an, a, a, a thought that he's not going to be eating it today, he's going to be eating it a different day. Now that's a thought that ruins the carbon. Sometimes, so it could be that there's a chshadikuna means it's a malicious coin who is specifically having a mind saying, oh, and then he would come back to the owners and say, oh, I didn't realize. And uh, that's what we're afraid of. And, you know, there is an immunity if it's not, he has like, okay, listen, mistakes do happen, you know, it's tough luck. But he ruined the korban, basically. So, um, but once you, um, so if he did it intentionally, he's not going to do that if, uh, if uh, because they do go crazy about Tuma, and therefore they'll be, like, freaked out. If, you say, if, if they do that, then it becomes Tameh, they're not, definitely not going to be doing it intentionally. That's really the point, because they care so much about Tuma, as we've seen many times throughout Shas, how careful the Kanim are from Tuma. And the no-sar is a different issue. It's the, it's the lazy Kanim who are lazy to finish the whole portion, and like, whatever, and like, I'm not hungry anymore, whatever. It's the, uh, the, I just came across a Gemara, I forgot where I saw it, about how Kanim were known to have stomach problems. Oh, yeah, I, it's, it's coming up in... Uh, in Shkalim, okay, we'll see in the next Masech, I just happened to have learned the Mishnayis for uh, Lili Nishmas, Dr. Monk's uh, m- mother, and it talks about there was a specific Kohen who had a job, well, was a, person, a person didn't say he was a Kohen, his job was, he was the doctor for the Kohanim stomach problem, okay, it was a very important job, and the reason why is because Kohanim, they're walking around barefoot, all the, they eat a ton of meat, whatever, they were having stomach issues, whatever, it's a, uh, Interesting. Right, barbecue three times a day. They have to finish a ton of food, whatever. It can get. It can well, it. Yeah, right. No, it's serious it's issues. Yeah, right. It's mass. So they had stomach problems. So they, they, they needed. There was a full-time doctor on on staff. That's the idea. It's lazy to finish their portion. It's a lackadaisicalness, whatever, you know, like you don't care because it's because you're not allowed to leave over. But once you say no sus they're going to say, oh, I better finish it. You know, that's all. How many of the Most of them. The only one that they didn't get anything was the carbon ola. That's where they got nothing to eat. Okay, but anything else, there's Yashlamim, they get a small portion. Most of it goes to the to the Israel. Chatas they get a larger portion because they all they're the only ones who are eating the chatas, and part of it goes on the mizbeach. Um, but they get a portion of basically every carbon they get. They have and to he eat. was asking, what, is, what do they have to eat at the Bay of Mikdash, or what can they bring home to their family? Oh, that's what you're saying. Anything that is kachim kachim must be eaten in the base of Mikdash by male kohanim. So the carbon chatas only men male kohanim would be eating that in the Makam, near the basically in the Kodesh area. The Kachim uh, Kachim, like Kachim Kalim, like Shlamim, that's a lighter level carbon, which was a very commonly brought carbon, that they can eat with their families and they could eat it anywhere in Yerushalayim. That's like the Karm Pesach, can be eaten anywhere in Yerushalayim. From the right, that's true. Anyway, but that's the story. Again, it's really only two weeks of the year when you think about it, plus yeah, the holidays. Right, plus the holidays. So it wasn't that... Uh... Anyway, but they had stomach problems for those two weeks. They needed a doctor. That's the point. Okay, that's next Masechta. Um, you know, foreshadowing. Okay, 
Now the man, so so if you so now as far as the next idea of the shear, because what is the shear? Is the shear kezayis? Is the shear kebeitza? That's the question. Since the rabbis instituted these tumas, it's a rabbinically created tuma. They instituted it because of uh, the iser that's created, the pigul iser and the noser iser. Those isurim are in a shear kezayis. So therefore, as the shear of the iser is a kezayis, therefore the tumah is on a kezayis. As opposed to the other opinion that says that it's the size of an egg, because normal hilchos tumah, in order to convey tumah to something else, if it's being metami or ants, it's not going to, it's going to fall into the category of any tumah. And any tumah, it's only metama acherim at a, she, at a larger share of the size of an egg, and that is the bottom line, and that is where we, uh, that was the review of Kuf Chaf.